Welcome to Redefine Reality, where we trade raw stories that activate your soul to courageously lead you to a healthier, happier, more authentic, and magnetic you. I'm your host, Rita Pira, a Middle Eastern Christian woman that broke free and created a new reality. By defying the societal and cultural expectations that we were programmed to obey, you'll see and feel the magic of the universe as you allow your soul to play and lead the way. Despite the fear of judgment, failure, and even being seen, you'll take courageous action and manifest your wildest dreams. My intention is to inspire you to be free and do whatever you're lit up by and guided to, to get you to stop doubting and start believing in yourself and find your way to abundance and optimal health, to elevate your environment and reach and embody enlightenment, to release the guilt and shame and rewire your subconscious brain, to light a fire under your ass and get you out of your own way at last, moving you straight into action and mastering the law of attraction. My ultimate goal is for each episode to activate your soul, to trust your intuition and know that you are whole, so you can live your purpose and make an impact and shed all the layers of what's holding you back and dimming your light because it's time that you rewrite your life story. babe where you been oh my gosh like i haven't talked to you in so long listen this is crazy i haven't had a podcast episode with a guest in so long and this one is just like the perfect way to break it in and come back with this type of show right so okay here we go listen i have the one and only shana hiller And if you don't know who she is, you are going to be completely obsessed with her. But before we get into that, I want to give you a quick life update, okay? So I'm still in San Diego, but not for long because Bali is calling me back. I was not planning on going back so soon, but when you hear this episode, you'll know why and all the things. I was going to go to Sayulita, Mexico, but I just felt like I wanted to spend some more time in San Diego. And it's been cool. The weather is crap and my face is breaking out. So it's time to go. But let me tell you, just the other day, I went to this um, housewarming party, which was so random and just absolutely, well, I guess nothing is random, but the the dude that invited me to his housewarming slash birthday party, he had a 444 in his phone number. It started with a 444. There's also a 33 in his number. So now you can guess like two more digits and figure out, his, no, I'm kidding. But um, yeah, so that was weird. And then when I was on my way there, I was like, shit, I don't want to show up empty handed. You know, my Martha Stewart, Susie homemaker ass. I was like, I need to have something to bring. And I didn't want to like, I didn't know, I don't know him. So like, what am I going to get him? Right. And so I was like two blocks away from his house. And all of a sudden there's this beautiful rustic mirror on the side of the street in front of this house with the sign on it that says free. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Okay, thank you, universe. Amazing, right? So then I get it into the car, barely. But as I'm coming back into the car, I open the door, I'm going inside, and there's like five or six different little teeny tiny gnats or flies. And one of them even got in the car, and I couldn't get it out. So I drove the rest of the way, the two blocks to the house with this fly in the car. And I'm like, 
this is crazy. You guys know this thing with me and 44s and flies, right? Like there's no denying it. And some of you have actually been with me and experienced them for yourself. Or now that you're like noticing the 44s and you're sending them, pic, you know, the pictures to me and stuff and like DMing me or whatever, which is cool. But it's like, you even have your own signs and they're showing up all the time, but you just have to pay attention and notice, right? So I can help you with that. And a couple of my clients have even came to me before saying, like, oh, I don't know about these signs things. I don't have signs. I don't know about signs. And then now they're like nonstop for them. So yeah. But anyway, so that was one thing which I thought was really crazy. But when I got inside the house and brought this mirror thing in, it literally matched everything this dude just bought for his house that just arrived a few days prior. And I'm talking even like the front room had this coffee table that matched perfect. And there was a chair there and the wall was blank. So this mirror goes right up there on the wall in front of that coffee table. It just fits so insanely perfect. Like it was meant for him. And it's wild. I don't know. And then there were two girls that were there, two ladies and we connected on so many different levels. Like one of them, I was talking to her about releasing this course or creating this course in the space that she's working in and really inspired her, really like activated her to actually show up and do it. And so now I'm confident that she's literally like putting that out into the world. And then the other girl, very similar background to me with the whole like strict Middle Eastern growing up kind of having to live life in a certain way and then liberating yourself and being free and having courage and you know all that stuff we had that in common and speaking and all the things so it was pretty cool that I I felt like I was there for these two ladies more so than the dude whose party it was but it just was so magical like what a great night and who the hell would go to someone's housewarming slash birthday party that they've literally never met before? <laughs> it was, it's a funny story, but I'm not going to get into it. So here, let me tell you the other thing. Okay. And then we'll get into the episode with Shayna. This is wild. Yesterday I was returning a car in Encinitas and I went to a gas station to fill up the tank before I returned the car. So I pull into the gas station and I'm like wrapping around the pump to park and pump gas. And the thing says out of order. And then I see across from it on the window of the gas station store, it says Mega Millions 44.1. And I was like, ah, 44, haha. And then I loop around to the next pump because that one had out of order sign on it and it was the number four pump. I was like, oh, okay, maybe I should play this Mega Millions. I don't know. And so I went inside and I was like, hey, dude, I've never played this stuff. How do you do it? And he goes, oh, it's $2 a game or whatever. I was like, oh, okay, let's do four bucks, you know, like 44, four, duh. And so we played the four dollars and the ticket he gave me, I looked at it and of course it had a 44 on it and it had a 33, which if you remember, I have been seeing 33s since I was in Bali, like nonstop crazy, right? And there's also a few different fours on there and two of them are in like alignment. They're like vertical of each other. So it looks like another 44, but I don't know, man, I'm really feeling like this is actually going to happen. And I started to think about like, okay, the energy behind manifestation, right? I'm always manifesting things so effortlessly and easy and just, it just works out. And people are always commenting on like, how do you do that? How are you like, this is crazy. I'm like, I know it's wild, right? Because it's 
it's the resting frequency that I hold that I expect things to just work out and they do. And so then I started to think like, okay, am I anticipating that these numbers get drawn and I find out that I won or am I low key doubting and feeling like, oh yeah, I'm probably not going to win and expecting the numbers to not match what's on my ticket. And this is actually what we do like without realizing it. I want you to think about this, like your, um, what do you call it? New year's resolution, right? When you say, oh, I want to lose weight or blah, 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 or I want to quit smoking or whatever it is for you you have already given yourself permission to quit or expect it to not work out. Like you've given your per- yourself permission to know that, oh, okay, I'm going to do this for a little bit, but it's not going to last. Like that is the vibrational frequency beneath what you are attempting. So try to shift that. Look at, are you really actually doing something hundred percent all in with the expectation and intention of it working out and lasting? Or are you just doing it because you're like, yeah, I'm going to try. Because if you remember anything from any of my other episodes, or if you've ever been in my coaching, you know this, that there is no try. You either do or you don't. You're hundred percent in or you're not. There is no gray area because this gray area is basically you giving yourself permission to fail. So like in this situation, I could have purchased the ticket and been like, oh, I'm probably not going to win, but let's find out. Like, why would the energy of winning match that? Right. Like I have to be like, oh, my God, I won and feel the energy of like actually winning to be a match to that frequency. So like if I find out that I won, how am I going to react? How am I going to feel? What am I going to say? What am I going to do? Who am I going to call? Like all these things. It's like matching the frequency of what it would feel like to receive that sort of gift from the universe. That's the secret to manifesting, expecting it to work out and matching the frequency of the thing that you want showing up as if like being the thing, being the version of you, being the energy that matches the thing that you want. That is the secret. So let me tell you, what I did, like truly exactly what I did. So first I thought to myself, I was like, okay, later I'm going to check to see if I won. Am I expecting the numbers to match? Am I expecting to be like, oh, I didn't win. So that I checked that energy first. Then I was like, okay, let me find out that I did win. How am I going to react? And I was like, pretending that somebody said to me, Rita, you won the mega million. You won 44 million. I would literally lose my shit. I would jump up and down. I would scream. I'd be like, Oh my God, like call everybody and just fucking straight up lose it. Right. So I need to feel that as if it already happened. And now I'm literally like blow drag my hair and I'm just like, thank you. Thank you. Oh my God. Like all this shit. This is crazy. And I'm thinking about all the things I'm going to do with the money and who I'm going to help with it. And wow, what a freaking dream come true. This is so amazing. Like I literally right now in this moment feel like I already won it. And so this is me like acting as if it's genuine. It's real. I feel it in my body that I was like guided to that. And it was just like a going with the flow and it's like a knowing, but it's also letting go. Like I'm not attached to the outcome. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But it's also at the same time, I'm like, I'm expecting it to. And I feel like it's a yes. And I feel like it's going to happen because all the things that have led me to the point that I'm at right now with all the full fuck yeses and putting shit on credit cards and saying yes and going with the flow and just trusting that the money will come back. And it always does like, 
yeah, it's just magic. And even like my numerologist was telling me that this is my year of fame and fortune. And I just have been feeling like that's all very much around the corner. And I finally decided that, hey, I'm ready. Let's go. Like I've been playing small up until now, truly like coasting, just casually dabbling here and dabbling there and doing the minimum of what, you know, I would need in my business and stuff like that. And it's like, you know what, what would my highest self be doing right now? Would she be laying on the couch watching fucking love is blind? Um, probably not. (laughs) She would probably be doing something that would be income generating or something that would be getting her podcast out into the world to reach more people, right? Like you could be doing something more to get you to who you see yourself as being down the line, right? It doesn't have to be down the line. It can be now. The only thing in the way is you choosing to start showing up as that version of you. There is so much for you to experience that you're not even allowing to come in to your experience. And I'm really excited that this episode, I feel like is going to crack something open for you and really spark something within you and light a little fire up under your ass. Like, um, but yeah, so, and I'm just really excited and inspired by all that's been showing up in my life and that I get to share with you. And I'm really grateful that you're here. And I hope that all that I've shared so far, even in this episode, inspires you to have a different perspective when you're pursuing something or when you're you're attempting something in your life. Go with the intention of it working out for you. Go with the expectation of it working out for you and check your energy. Like, do I actually believe that this is something that will work out for me? Or do you have some doubt lingering beneath the surface energetically and check that and see where that's coming from and really, really dig into that and get yourself to match the frequency of the things that you desire. And it always comes down to things like self-worth and, you know, just yeah, stuff like that. Anyway, we're not going to get into that right now. I'm just really stoked to share Shayna Hiller with you. Like, I cannot wait for you to hear this episode. It's so, so, so good. I didn't want the conversation to end. And then recently we were on a call together and I was like, God, I wish we were recording because like, it's just always magical. Anyway, without further ado, here is the episode that we recorded the other day. I hope you enjoy. Hi, love. How are you? You look so beautiful. Oh my goddess. I love that. I'm Hi. here. <laughs> Yay. I'm so happy you're here. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I've been really looking forward to this. There's so much magic since the last time we just messaged on Instagram. I, I, I we'll talk, we'll get into it, but it's just, oh yeah. It's so good to have you. I'm really, really, really pumped to share you with my community and the humans that follow me and feel connected to me because you and I, I love to start my podcast by whenever I have a guest on, I love to share how we met and how we connected first to like just get them in on like how we even know each other, how this even came to be so they could kind of feel more connected to what they're about to hear. Absolutely. I think that's so smart. Yeah. So thank you. So 
Well, okay. So Shayna and I, you guys, first of all, let me just share with you who Shayna is. Shayna Hiller is this amazing, beautiful goddess that is a yoga teacher, a meditation teacher. She's a certified health coach, and she is also a woman's healing and embodiment guide. She's a business coach for yoga teachers, and she really just encompasses all the beautiful teachings from yoga, from tantra, from coaching, from psychology, from healing arts. And she just intertwines it all in beautiful ways to support her clients and people that find their way to her. And I feel so strongly that I'm one of those people that was guided to her because of the way that we met. It is just so divine and so magical. There's no other way to explain it. I was in Bali. First of all, the fact that I was called to Bali the way that I was, if you heard previous episodes, you know how that happened. I'm not going to get into it right now, but ultimately I was there to host a retreat and ended up living there for three additional months. And the one day that I felt really pulled to go to Zest, a plant-based restaurant in Ubud, I'm just, I was going to a Starbucks cafe just to sit and work. Cause I was like feeling nostalgic. Like, oh, I miss being able to just go to a Starbucks and sit and work all day. And then <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, no, never mind. And I just felt this like pull as I was like going one way. And then I'm like, nope, apparently I'm going to zest. And I just drove up on my bike to the, the, the parking area for zest. I go inside, I sit down, I'm journaling, I'm having some sushi. And then next thing you know, I look up and Russell Simmons is standing in front of my table asking about me and wanting to know my ethnicity and whatever. And I'm just like, what is happening right now? Like, I wasn't starstruck or anything like that. I know so many celebrities. I've connected with so many amazing epic humans throughout the past decade or so in my life. But this was just like the magic of Bali. And yeah. he invited me to come to Christmas dinner at his <laughs> place at his holistic wellness resort that I didn't even know about. And he, Christmas day, I'm alone in Bali. Didn't even dawn on me like, oh, I'm spending Christmas alone. Like I didn't even think like that, but here I am receiving an invitation to go to his place to have dinner. And I'm seated next to this goddess, Shayna Hiller, not knowing who the heck she was. I was just saying, hello, how are you getting to know you while you're talking to the people to your right and all of that. But I felt really drawn and connected to you from that moment. And since we had... I don't know, a few exchanges on Instagram and the more you showed up, I even hit my, the, like the bell to get every notification from you. I don't know what it was. I'm so drawn and pulled to you. I just trusted mm. that and listened to that. Yes. Beautiful. So, and there's more to the story, but welcome, my love. <laughs> that was here. You are my deepest pleasure. Thank you so much for that amazing introduction. Mm. It's and a reminder of the synchronicity of uh, our connecting because it really brought me back to that moment and not just, you know, what happened, but um, even just feeling, you know, also feeling that connection in a certain way. It was almost like a familiar recognition of like, yes, you belong right here. Yeah. Yeah. I just let my soul lead the way and there I was. So wow. it was just thank so you for following your yes. <laughs> I always do girl. Like my yes is so, so strong. It's unbelievable. Even it's with your retreat, which we'll talk wow. about. Um, I mean, we might as well get into it right now. You're hosting a retreat in Bali 
and it starts on May 20th. It's a two week thing, either one week where you get to just go as an attendee to be a part of the retreat. And then the second yeah. week, should you choose to be a part of her training to be yeah. certified in her women's uh, female divine embodiment? I'm going to let you talk about that because I, I feel like you will do it more justice than me for sure. But it's just so, so beautiful that you're putting this together. And I went like, I just reached out to you. I was like, Oh, Hey, what, you know, what are you working on right now? What can I share? What can I put out into the world to support you? Like, and you sold, you're like, Oh, I'm doing this retreat. Oh, okay. Wow. And then I started reading about it, looking into it. And I felt my body go, Rita, this is for you. Wow. This is yours. This is next for you. Uh-huh. That's the word. The next is the word. Yeah. That's really what it is. It's about if it resonates on that level in your body, and especially if you're already on the healing path or facilitation or teaching or a spiritual growth of any type, yeah. it's it's either a yes or a not yet or a not now, <laughs> but uh, it is uh, intended to be for many women. This is the next step. Yeah, And I only want that full body yes, because that's what creates this incredible force field and energy field among us sisters um, to do this really important work. Yeah, you, you have to allow your body, your heart, your soul to speak for you and lead the way versus letting your head and the logic and the fears guide yeah. your choices. And this is how I've been living my life. And it's so scary and confronting and challenging and triggering for people because I'm not living your typical nine to five. Um, I'm looking at my bank account before I make a decision, checking my calendar yeah. before I make a decision. None of what I do makes sense ever. And it always <laughs> works out so magically, Shayna. Oh. So magically that I said yes to your retreat. And I even asked you, I said, Hey, can I support? Do you need an assistant? I would love for you to mentor me. I'm feeling really called and drawn to you. Like you're my next teacher. And I don't mm -hmm. go Googling finding somebody. I believe that they come to you or when Absolutely. you're ready, they just appear. And I was sat next to you, like drawn ball, all of it. It's so yeah. magical. And such a magnetic field and that's in, in Bali in general. So yeah. it's hard to deny that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm so curious about, like, I, I know, I know, I feel like I know you, but I don't know you and I want oh, to I have that. Yeah. And I want to have everybody who's listening, feel the energy that just emits off of you and to, to understand like your story of how you came to get to where you are, because it's like you stand in front of this mountain and you look up and you see these dreams, these big dreams that you have that a lot of them that you don't even understand. You don't know how to get there. You see this big vision, you feel the calling, you feel the pull. And it's like, I don't know how and then you don't do anything and you stay oh, yeah. stuck and you have that fear and the imposter syndrome and all of that stuff. And it's like, I'm dying to know 
what was your primary limiting belief? What was the thing that kept you stuck for how long and how did Mm -hmm. you overcome it? What was that turning point for you that you just decided to put your fears and your limiting beliefs and all that aside and show up in service? Like, what was that for you? Mm. What a profound question. Well, let's just, let's just back it up with, uh, those fears, uh, don't go away. Yeah. Uh, they're still there. And in fact, the fact that, and I'll, I'll rewind this in a moment, but I'm in the process of transforming my entire career. I've been teaching yoga for the past 20 years. And I just, I similarly, I follow my body. I follow my yes. I trust my intuition way, way, way more than uh, my logical mind, which also like everything you said is speaking my language. It doesn't really make sense to uh, much of the outer world, but um, inside it it feels right. And I, I do listen uh, to that. That being said, part of my yes involved, uh, I still teach yoga, but I have been going through my own healing process ever since. And, and I'm going to get to that also, but uh, this call to be a voice for women, women's empowerment, women's sexual healing, women's trauma healing, women's embodiment um, is it's like something I can't deny. And it's an entirely new terrain. It's entirely new audience. It's entirely new way of showing up. It's not me sitting in meditation and teaching postures, which I'm, I can do with my eyes closed. So I started teaching yoga when I was 20 years old. And a lot of my yoga, what, what inspired me the most and what, cause I'll say that my real, uh, letting go of, you know, imposter syndrome and, you know, embodying the role of a space holder and a leader really began when I was way young, (laughs) like super young, like 21 years old, because a big part of my teachings was the power that we have as human beings to become, to be, to be whoever and whatever we desire to be, to let go truly of self-limiting beliefs and uh, ideas of what we can and cannot be. This was presented to me and, and gifted to me through my yoga teacher training, my first yoga teacher training in the early 2000s. And One of the principles that my teachers spoke of, which I teach now in my teacher trainings, is the as if principle. And the as if principle is really an invitation to show up in life, in relationships, in your career, as if you already are who you want to become. So sure, you could call it playing pretend. I'm pretending to be this really empowered, confident uh, human being, teacher, whatever it is. But it is, it, it's it's not pretending in the sense that it's fake. It's, it's quantum leaping into a different expression that's not dependent on the past, which is usually, you know, an inherited um, just library of false, potentially false beliefs uh, about what we're capable of experiencing, achieving, and how we show up. So it's kind of this radical shift of who do I want to be and what are the attributes, qualities, um, how would I walk different? How would I, how would I interact with my life differently? For example, if I desire to show up with confidence um, and abundance and service, I have to make sure that in my life, I'm also 
giving and investing and moving money and all of this. So uh, my journey of growing my business, uh, which started with yoga, then evolved to health and nutrition coaching, then evolved to the women's embodiment, because that's what my process was going. I healed myself from uh, life-threatening eating disorder. I got my period back after 10 years of celibacy and absolutely no cycle whatsoever. I've restored a relationship with my body after getting breast implants at the age of 19 years old and never having a connection with my heart, literally. Uh, so a lot of these, you know, situations and issues, and I actually saw something that you posted recently about uh, not wearing makeup. I have, I have lip gloss on right now. I'm not going to lie. I do have a, an HD camera, but I don't wear makeup. I don't, I get my lashes done and that's it. And I don't like, I used to like, this is scary for me. You know, I've had hair extensions my entire life. Like, so I really, and which I'm, I'm all for, and I may even get them again, but I'm going through this this shedding and coming back home to my natural state of being. And because I'm, I've got my period back again, I'm in touch with the moon again, I'm in touch with the cycles, I'm uh, feeling emotions deeper, especially grief and sorrow and, and even anger and all of these things that when I was just in, you know, yoga zone, everything was, you know, peaceful and namaste all the time. So coming back home into the body is a very, um, I want to say, complex and multidimensional, but beautiful experience. Because if we truly desire to feel the highs and the blessings and the pleasure of life, we also have to know there's always a contrast because life is light and dark. And I really, you know, feel very called to be sharing these teachings. So I will say that because this is a new chapter, so to speak, relatively speaking, the past three years or so I've been teaching the women's stuff. Um, I've definitely come back to those feelings of imposter syndrome, of self-limiting beliefs. And it's so funny because, and I'll close this with this, this uh, little story. So about nine years ago, I started a YouTube channel for yoga teachers. So my, my business evolved from health coaching to teaching yoga teachers and wellness professionals. It really applies to all of them. How to uh, grow their business, how to find their voice, how to build confidence, because those were the questions that were coming to me the most often. And I had a mentor at the time, a business mentor, who said, if you want to build a successful business, answer the questions that people are asking you and just start a YouTube channel. And I'm like, all right. So I had a list of topics. I would channel them. I didn't do any scripted anything. I just knew the topic. And I started this YouTube channel, all different topics of, you know, how to hold space, how to become more confident, all this, everything. And I found myself over the past three years watching my own videos <laughs> from a decade ago of like, who was that? Who was that person who was so confident? And I'm literally like taking notes on my own words that I was saying and channeling. I'm like, thank you. Thank you, self. Thank you, past self for reminding me of what I need. Because, you know, as human beings, we are always evolving. And I wrote a post about this in Instagram recently, but especially if you're on the path of, you know, service or healing, I was actually feeling like I was at a little bit of a plateau with my yoga teaching mm -hmm. and my business coaching, even though I still do it, but it felt like there's something more. And so I feel that whenever we're in that space, in fact, there's a video on my YouTube channel about the benefits of imposter syndrome. And the benefits of imposter syndrome are the fact that you're actually meeting a new version of yourself for the first time. I and love so it's that. my 
you know, it's like, wait, who is this? You know, and it's, it's normal to feel that sense of, um, you know, awkwardness or this doesn't feel like me because mm. the me who I know myself to be up till now is whatever it is. And that's why I'm all about conscious quantum leaping and embodiment. Truly, if I am going to show up as this now, it's not just make believe. It's like, OK, if I'm choosing to embody this vibration now, there's a lot of responsibility that comes with that. So, you know, I want to say like, be careful what you choose to become uh, because, you know, there's a lot that, that comes with it. So yeah, if I were to sum it up, I'd say that the imposter syndrome and the self-limiting beliefs are something that we work with through mm -hmm. mindfulness and not giving it too much energy and constantly coming back home to um, your intentions. And also to the fact that, you know, I have to say, when I'm, I'm all about, I'm, I'm living my dharma. Like that's all it is. That's all I know. I'm called to do something. There are days where I'm like, oh, this is a lot. But the pull to show up and be a voice for women right now, and mm -hmm. at some point, maybe it'll evolve to something else, uh, is is so strong. And um, life life wants us to evolve. Yeah. Kind of I could cry right now. Like everything that you just shared resonated so deeply on so many levels. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I get it now. We are seriously so alike in, in so many different ways. We share the nutrition side of things. I've been vegan and juicing and really health conscious of what I'm putting in on around my body since 2010. And I was like, oh, I should be a health coach or I should cook, teach people how to cook because these are the things I'm good at. And this is, these are the things people ask me about, but I was like, no, that's not it. Like I always had this bigger vision. I've always seen it so clearly, but it's like being at the bottom of the mountain, looking up and going, never mind, I can't do it. And then it's also the battles within where you go, like, I don't know how, I don't know what, I don't know you just keep yourself stuck in confusion. And I actually mm. made a post today about where clarity comes from and it actually comes from action. So when you take that first teeny tiny baby step, like you did the yoga, you, the yoga teacher thing and the health mm -hmm. thing, you healed yourself. It's like, oh, let yeah. me help other people do what I did. And exactly. that's your first step. Absolutely. And look at you now. You've reached a ceiling where you're like, okay, now I have, I feel complete with that in a way. I'm noticing that I'm being pulled in this other direction. That's scary. That's new. Then these feelings of imposter syndrome return because you go, oh, I'm not good enough to do that. I don't think I'm ready. I need more training or I have, I need a certificate or I'm not going to appear credible for whatever reason. And there's yeah. other people doing it. Why should I bother? All these oh. thoughts. I'm in your head, right? <laughs> Yeah, this is it. But this is beautiful because it's like we're not alone. Yeah. It's really important to know this and that this is all part of like and and the ego doesn't really want us to evolve. Mm. The ego perceives anything new as a threat because yeah. it's just so ingrained in this, you know, cycle and and the cycle may not be horrible per se. I mean, listen, there have been days where I'm like to just go back to business coaching. I have full on courses full, like I could easily earn income doing that. It's not even about that anymore. 
Right. This is something that like when I'm connected to my soul and I know that there's work to be done in this world, <laughs> this is why I know. And this is why I feel that having, having a meditation practice and having self-awareness is crucial for creative people, for creative entrepreneurs, especially to understand that these growing pains, so to speak, yeah. are inevitable if you desire to evolve so that we can actually celebrate them and say, oh my gosh, I'm in that confusion chaos mode right now where I don't have the clarity. And, and, and I like what you said about, uh, I actually used to run these webinars called confidence plus clarity equals clients. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Which kind of gives it away. I can't, I can't with you right now. Like I literally, I know clarity and confidence and courage is my thing. It's like, Oh, not done. <laughs> not surprised girl. Yeah. It's like only going to continue to unfold and reveal itself. Yeah. But yeah. So I used to, to run that and, and I'm all about, because the mind, when we understand the mind, it's much easier to not be so affected by it or not allow it to have such an effect on us because the moment that we give it too much um, permission ultimately to take over, it blocks our creative energy. It blocks our capacity to actually uh, tune in and receive those downloads of clarity. So I like to pull everything back to the present moment. And, you know, if I'm going to sit in my mind of, wow, this mountain is so big and I'm just thinking of, I'm down here and I'm thinking of up there, then there's a huge disconnect happening yeah. and there's no way that there's going to be any forward motion. So it's like, what's right here right now. And what is one thing I can do today to water the seed of my desire and something I've been playing with lately, because mind you, I've built many online courses. I've been doing trainings and coaching for so many years now. And I've also reached the brink of burnout many times. And I don't want that ever again. And I desire to continue to grow in all the ways. So I'm at this interesting point right now where as I am embodying all of these feminine principles, which is relatively new in the grand scheme of how I've been operating up till now, this is next level. This is all about magnetism. This is really about um, putting pleasure first, because even though I was have been quote unquote successful in selling courses and selling out retreats and this and that and the other thing, I was moving primarily from my masculine energy. I'm using the terms masculine and feminine just to paint a picture it has absolutely nothing to do with gender, but ultimately from my mind only from logic, from effort, from strain, from linear thinking and planning, which I'm not going to say is not uh, necessary in part, but I wasn't giving myself enough time to be in my body, first of all, to generate sexual energy, creative energy, pleasure, and to uh, believe in, I want to say, um, mystical and more magnetic and graceful ways of ideas, clarity, support, uh, even the, the neurological patterns to show up to allow me to focus more, concentrate. So um, I flipped the switch now. So these days when I'm having that feeling of overwhelm or I'm not sure, you know, the clarity is not really there, I will... Um, shut everything off and play. And my partner and I was just talking about, we were just talking about this last night because we had like two hours of full on playing last night. We went to this field. I'm in Maui right now. I live half, half time in Maui. We have this field around the corner from our house 
and there was a double rainbow and we were playing and we were dancing, we were playing music. And there was like, I could have easily been doing a bunch of work that I have to do, quote unquote. But that's, that's something that's not talked about a lot when it comes to being productive is scheduling time for play, for pleasure, for joy, because that's where these aha moments come from. That's where these uh, epiphanies come from that we can't actually get through logical means. So that's a big piece of um, flipping the switch of um, how I'm operating from, I want to say my feminine. And that's like, for example, the uh, Embodied Wisdom Academy, which was my six month online course that just ended at the end of March. Um, that's something that I planted a seed for here uh, last year in Maui. I had a dream about it. And I decided to go about marketing and putting this out there in a very different way than I've ever done. Everything else has been strategy and paying for advertising and like the whole like formula. And this was just love and sharing, social media, no paid advertising. I got the most signups I've ever gotten for anything. And it's my highest priced course I've ever created um, effortlessly. Literally, I didn't have to like do, I didn't even have a website. I still don't. If anyone's like, oh, what's that course that you created that you had 28 women in? I'm like, I don't have any. <laughs> Here's an email that I sent to some people. So um, when you're really aligned with pleasure, uh, the clarity will come. And that energy of joy and desire emanates from your being. And that's something that um, attracts people effortlessly. Wow. You're speaking my language. This is what I've been doing for the last two years, just being authentic and more and more authentically me. And people call me magnetic and every client that I've had just is magnetized to me, to my voice, to my message, to how I'm showing up. And I feel inspired to create something out of thin air. I throw the offer out there and people respond and sign up immediately. I felt this calling to host a retreat in Bali in 2020. It just came to me, you're hosting a retreat in Bali. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Wait, what, huh? Where'd that come from? And then mm -hmm. I just took one baby step because I'm big on take instant inspired action and just give it life, give it some life force and let the universe do what it does with it and see Beautiful. how you feel stepping into it. Right. And so then 13 people signed up for that um, wait list. And then next thing you know, I, I felt called and pulled to this yoga teacher training in Costa Rica that following year. And everyone was like, no, you shouldn't do that. It's $5,000. Are you crazy? It's a pandemic and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what? I was just calling in nature. I'm calling in yoga. I'm calling in, it's my birthday. And oh my uh, gosh, this retreat shows up and it's the day before my birthday in Costa Rica at Brave Earth for yoga teacher training. And it was the most epic and healing transformative, transformative experience of my life that literally cracked me open and brought out my inner child pains and wounds and everything. And it was just so brutal and beautiful at the same time. And uh, that's why I was like, why? While I was there, I was like, I get it now. Now I see how a retreat runs. I'm hosting my own now. And I put it out there. I was like, hey, I'm hosting a retreat in Bali. Who wants to come? Created a quick landing page. People signed up. I guess, I guess I'm doing this. And it oh, that's amazing. happened. 
that's how the magic of being authentic, being truly you listening to your soul, what lights you up and the yeah. little nudges and don't go, I'm not good enough. Who do, who do I think I am? Who's going to sign up for that? Just trust exactly. that it came to you for a reason because it is divinely yours oh. and else's. And even Preach, sister, <laughs> I'm like, please keep going. Yes, I love you. This is why I'm listening to you. And I'm just like, yes, like everything you're saying, even earlier when you're talking about the makeup and like, I was, I had this thing where I was bullied so badly throughout elementary school, high school. And I felt so ugly that I had caked on the makeup. I even used to wear contact lenses and now these are my oh. natural eyes. And oh my God. I have not even done brush my hair. I don't curl. I'm not, I don't care anymore. I'm just, beautiful. I feel even more beautiful this way. When I put makeup on, I feel like I'm wearing a mask and it has to come off. I can't, I look older when I wear it. It's really oh, same. It's so, I know bizarre. it's very interesting. It's yeah. very interesting. Once and this starts to, to happen and you know, this is the real cool stuff, especially about like, so my, business, if you want to call it that, is embodied wisdom, um, integrative feminine arts. And what we focus on primarily is, um, well, first of all, healing trauma, clearing the womb space, connecting with the body, cultivating sexual energy for health, wealth, and longevity. Mm. Um, and this is, these are based in the tantric and the Taoist practices, because see, there's so many like new age people out there teaching tantra and this and that. And it's, it, and I have many people who come to me and they're like, can you help me find a teacher who has integrity <laughs> and wow. who's safe to, to go to? Cause there's so much out there and it's hard to know like yes. who is going to be safe because safety is a big thing, especially when we're dealing with anything having to do with the body or sexuality or sexual energy, of course. And uh, many teachers are not trauma sensitive or trauma informed because that is usually a, could be a trigger point mm -hmm. uh, be, just because we, we grow up in a sexually repressed culture for the most part. Right. Um, so, but these teachings are stemmed from like, you know, for example, yoga stems from however many thousands of years ago in India, these are like ancient traditional teachings that are not just limited to the physicality of what you do, but there are scriptures that are written. And this is what I teach in my yoga teacher trainings. I teach the I teach the philosophical side of yoga and someone else teaches the postures. I teach the deeper layers of yoga philosophy. So when I was exposed to the Taoist and the tantric teachings from elders, because I like learning from elders, that's where I feel the safest. I'm like, oh, you've been doing this for 40 years. All right. Give me your wisdom before you're gone, because that seems like it's really special and rare to get. And I, I like receiving those transmissions. These practices, like sex sexuality, was such a, a a normal aspect of being a human being because, of course, that's what we all come from. And the cultivation of sexual energy was seen as something, especially for women, that was used for um, instant facelifts, uh, increasing circulation, bringing clarity to the skin, maintaining a youthful appearance for an extended period of time. That's why you'll see the ancient Taoist women and Chinese women who would practice, let's say, the jade egg, breast massage, and different types of sexual energy cultivation, will be in their like late 80s, 90s, even into 100, and they've got this porcelain skin. It's not just genes. It's 
connecting to your energy. It's staying connected to this. You said something earlier life about force. Um, life force. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's like, if you don't use it, you lose it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or should I say, you don't actually lose it as long as you're breathing, but it can become dormant. I know this from experience. It can become like a pilot flame mm-hmm. where, you know, we don't, if we're not cultivating it consciously, as a self-care practice, some people say, oh, well, I don't have a partner. I, I, you know, whatever. No, it starts with self. All healing starts with self. All intimacy starts with self. Into me, I see if I cannot be intimate with my own self and find my own pleasure and joy and release whatever type of shame um, or trauma is holding me back from fully owning uh, this miracle of being in a body and knowing that it is actually wired for pleasure. And I say this to every single woman, whether or not you have a physical womb, whether or not you ever experienced pleasure in your life, because a a lot of times, and for my uh, former self, pleasure equals shame. Mm -hmm. So Pleasure is like a mind-based thing. It's not a physical thing. And I was very desensitized from experiencing that, not understanding that pleasure is a healing modality. And every single woman, anatomically speaking, is wired for pleasure. So this is a lot of the work I teach and do and share is in helping women to reclaim and remember and experience this incredible gift that we have in our bodies and use that and cultivate that to, it's like, instead of looking up here for an idea to come in, I connect with my root, I connect with my sacral and I allow that energy like like sap, like abundant energy from the earth rising up, like sap rises up a tree and it informs my heart. And then all of that juicy creative energy that's been filtered through my solar plexus, my power center. So I'm definitely going to feel confident. It's filtered through my heart. It's coming out of my throat and then it informs my mind. Mm -hmm. And it's a much different way of sourcing, um, truth and energy and, um, finding your your real purpose I want to say which purpose can mean many things and be many things yeah so oh my gosh that's so juicy I love all of that especially how you described having that energy come from the bottom from the ground from the earth and through and up and out of your mind versus top to bottom where we enter things through our mind and it kind of gets stuck there Right. Yeah, it can. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, either way technically works. Like I would say uh, the ground up is a, the tantric path and from above down is the yogic path. Um, it really comes down to clearing our vessel and making sure that we are connecting. So part of the reason what brought me to Tantra and Taoism was, as mentioned earlier, you know, we talk about prana in yoga. We talk about life force energy. We study anatomy. We do things with the body. But what's conveniently left out of the equation is sexual energy, is sex, is genitals, is breasts. It's like, like, wait, why don't we connect on these very important aspects of our being? So what I love about Tantra is that it is a body-based spiritual path. When I was in my deep yoga days, I was meditating for three hours a day. I was sitting there. I was raw vegan. I was breatharian for a while. And I was just witnessing myself from above. Lo and behold, I had no clients. I had no, uh, you know, I had no grounding. I felt so ungrounded. I had a lot of anxiety, insomnia. Sure, on paper, everything looked good. I'm eating completely organic, pure foods. I'm meditating all day. I'm 
gazing at the sun, I'm living in nature. I was living in Costa Rica at the time. I was dormant, zero libido, didn't get my period, very disconnected, disembodied. And I actually believe personally for me that that was a trauma response of dissociation that I just kind of, you know, umbrellaed under. I'm just this yogi that's meditating all day long. But it was very convenient for me to not have to be here and feel everything that comes with being a human being. Human being. Uh, but, yeah. Wow. You know? Wow. So I was just very curious because I love curiosity. I feel like curiosity is the gateway to miracles. And mm-hmm. I was reading a lot of tantric books and they spoke to my soul. You know, I was reading a lot of Osho at the time and I'm like, oh, like I would love to allow myself pleasure. I would love to feel pleasure. Oh, she's got it. She's, she's, we're on the same page. Oh my God. Mine's in the other room. I'm, (laughs) I'm rereading the intimacy one from the exact same series. Mm. I'm rereading it. Um, I've read that one probably 14 times. I'm rereading intimacy. I've also probably read that one at least 10 times. I reread Osho on purpose because again, yeah. We're always evolving. Yeah. And what I read, however long ago, struck some chord in my soul. And when I read it again, it's just like something new reminder, something new, because mm-hmm. I'm new and my consciousness is ready to receive a deeper layer because yeah. what he's speaking is universal wisdom that never gets old and is never done. And it's just a constant reminder. So this, this wisdom really pulled me into a curiosity to experience more joy um, to live more from my body's wisdom to um, to really bring heaven here on earth and um, experience that bliss and freedom now, as opposed mm-hmm. to having to wait or escape in order to get somewhere else. Like it's here now all the time. Yeah. So you get to create it for yourself here. And so this book, Courage, uh, Courage the Joy of Living Dangerously, as I'm reading it, I'm like, I feel like I wrote this because it's so crazy. I'm literally living everything that's written in here. And I have been, and this is why my life has been so magical. Yes, that's it. It's like, it's speaking to your soul. That's exactly how I felt with anything that I've I ever read from Ocean. That. My clients, said- my clients say that they feel like I'm speaking to their soul or like when people find me, they're like, you speak to my soul. And it's so, so amazing how all these different things that you're talking about, I have some sort of connection to, and it makes so much sense why I was drawn to you the way that I was. It's all like coming together now, even more clearly, even the yoga teacher, the philosophy. So in my yoga teacher training, the philosophy activated something within me. I was like, what? I thought yoga was just like exercise and movement, but it's this deep, like everything that I say in my coaching with my clients and whatever, when I was speaking on clubhouse and all this stuff, everything I've been saying is said in these ancient texts through like, yo, what? It blew my mind. I was like, wow, now I can connect that to what I'm already teaching. And then when you were talking about longevity, I'm like, and, and clearing your vessel. And I feel like that nutrition, the health coaching side of it that we also have in common, that was the thing that started it all for me because it not only activated my mind and gave me that clarity that I was just floating. I felt like everyone around me was a zombie. And I was like, you guys 
stop putting this stuff in your body and just put what's meant for humans and watch the magic happen. And when you get tapped in, tuned in, turned on, then as I kept evolving and going through different things like a coaching program here or a book here or a podcast there, and then a retreat here and whatever, as I'm growing and going through trainings and certifications and yoga and Reiki and all the stuff that's unfolding, I find myself still blocked. And guess where, Shana? This is where you come in. Because, uh, yes, because me being Middle Eastern, I'm Assyrian, ancient Babylonian, Assyrian, A-S-S-Y-R-I-A-N. Our country no longer exists, but our culture and the strict ways of being where like shame is rooted and fear of judgment is rooted and reputation is everything. And you're supposed to get married and have kids and live that whole life and uh, not have sex till marriage and sex is shameful and bad. And my mom didn't even talk to me about my period. It just sort of happened one day. And my friend told me, like, what the hell? Like, none of that stuff is talked about. We're not taught things that I feel are crucial and important that kids should know. And absolutely, it's just so frustrating. But then it's like you grow and you evolve and hopefully you find yourself on this path. And now I've been unfolding in the area of sensuality of embodying my divine feminine and and surrendering and softening and opening and allowing myself to receive i'm shedding layers even more and more every day oh it keeps going and this part is where you come in with all the things that you're going to be teaching at your retreat things that I feel are still like, like the work is never done releasing blocks and limiting beliefs and connect the connection between your womb and your heart and your brain and balancing the feminine and the masculine and deepening my yoga and my meditation practice and experiencing more layers of forgiveness and freedom and releasing the cultural conditioning and finding pleasure in my body because yes, I get to have pleasure in my body. And even though I'm not married, fuck you, I get to experience pleasure. Yes, girl. Yes. Shout it, shout it from the rooftops. (laughs) But this is beautiful. This is what is happening. And we need more empowered women to be a voice for this because pleasure is healing. Pleasure is not just for feeling good. It actually is healing. My partner is a sexological body worker and he works with severe sexual trauma and he works inside of the pelvis. So One of the reasons, and we started this whole conversation with kind of like, oh, it feels like this is the next step. And I was saying how for a lot of my students and clients doing this, you know, embodiment work, this sacred feminine work is the next step because a lot of my people, they're yoga teachers who I've trained, they're Reiki practitioners, they're health coaches, they're already on the path. And then it's like, or they're nutrition, you know, into nutrition and health. Uh, But there's something else or there's something additional there's something that feels like it's missing and it's this next step especially for women because womb bearers anyone with a a womb space again this this applies whether or not you have a physical womb I have many clients who have had hysterectomies but still there are energetic blocks because the residue energetically still is in that space that the womb is an empty space unless of course it's housing a fetus or baby Mm -hmm. but for the sake of If it's not, it's empty. Now, if we believe in the concept that our issues reside in our tissues and unresolved 
every single experience that we have in life gets encoded somewhere in our cellular memory, in our DNA. And because of the laws of gravity and because of the laws of space, uh, especially any type of traumatic experience, most reside in the womb. They reside in the womb because if you think about it, first of all, that's where the sun don't shine. There's 36 muscles in the pelvic floor and trauma gets stuck where muscle meets the bone. So these very small compartments, and there's so many of those in the pelvic bowl, and it's a very convenient place for things to hide. And because of gravity, yeah, Mm -hmm. because of gravity, things sink down to the top of the cervix. And this can cause, of course, so many different issues from, you know, spiritual stuff, but also to, to physical irregularities and imbalances having to do with uh, so, so much yeah. around the womb space. So this, this is not uncommon. Um, it can be scary or um, I know for myself, it, you know, the training in the Tao Tantric Arts, I had wanted to do this training for six years. And every time I would go on the website, I'm like, I know I need that, but too scared. Mm. I don't know about that, you know, because I didn't have a connection with my body and I was, I had a lot of shame still. And so it was really about timing to say, you know what, I'm ready. And I feel really inspired and activated, or I don't want to say I'm ready, but I'm ready enough Mm. to go on this journey because it feels like it's the next step. Yeah. And I had, you know, studied enough and read enough. But uh, this is this is it because it's not just for personal healing, but I find that this because the sacral chakra is our center for pleasure. If there is trauma, numbness, pain, um, or any type of disconnect, we can we can rewire that entire space through the cultivation of pleasure. That's the piece that's very interesting is oftentimes it's like we have to go deep into the trauma in order to find the healing. And yes, it's important to address and give it a voice and allow it to be as it is and emote as necessary. And there comes a time where we got to flip the switch and say, okay, now I want you to look for pleasure. This body, it's not just about the genitals. This body is equipped with hundreds of erogenous zones and spaces that just feel good to touch when we're present and and maybe not in the beginning. So these are practices to bring us home into our intrinsic birthright to pleasure because the more that I focus on pleasure and what feels good, I override this default into old patterns and traumas to the extent that that old stuff is no longer running the show. Mm -hmm. So this also goes into what I was talking about earlier. The as if principle is like courageously rebelling, so to speak, against uh, in a conscious way against, you know, being so identified with these limiting stories and saying, you know, I'm going to move in the direction of what feels good because I deserve, like you said, I deserve pleasure. I deserve to feel good. There's nothing wrong or shameful about being a woman. In fact, I think that a lot of the reason that in so many cultures and the world in general that women have been shamed and condemned is because uh, they don't want us to be in our full power because yes. then we cannot be controlled. Yeah. You know, we can't be controlled. So, um, but then I'm always there like, you guys, you people, like everyone will benefit. <laughs> everyone will benefit when the divine feminine uh, is risen. And and the divine feminine rising, mind you, is not limited to those who identify as women. The, I think our entire planet is leaning toward uh, the remembering that yang cannot exist without yin. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's trying to give us these signals all the time. Uh, and, and there's this, I think, a, like a deep fear, a collective fear of, you know, if, if, we, if we slow down, then then nothing gets done. Yeah. <laughs> or if we rest, we have to deserve our rest. We have to deserve uh, to feel good. It's like, no, 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 no. feel good. And the rest yeah. will come. Oh my God. I love that you just said that. And, you know, the, I, I'm actually reading a book um, right now that's called The Anatomy, Women's Anatomy for Arousal, if you know. Oh. Yeah. So it's interesting because the yin and yang that you were talking about it's so interesting the the like sex is the essential life force it's the basic urge for us to merge ecstasy is our birthright and it's the source of all existence literally and it's the yeah. deepest expression of the power of, of creation like creativity and sexual energy are the same they come from the same place it's one exactly. of the most powerful forces in the world and we're taught to minimize it hide it it's shameful it's wrong it's bad and it's just like, once you harness that, and this is why I'm so excited about your retreat. And I'm just more than anything, like counting the days to just be in your space, in your energy again, and in this intimate container that you've created. And I want to thank you so much for calling yourself to rise in, in the ceiling that you, you hit, like, you're like, nope, this is not it. I have to burst through that and then show up yeah. in this new scary way that I'm going to figure out. And it, and here you are and you're doing it and you've magnetically attracted everyone who's meant to be there. And I'm one of them. And I I'm feel this so deeply. excited Thank and you. great, grateful for you. Thank you so much. sweet <laughs> goddess. I feel the same way. And it's, um, it's amazing to, um, be reminded first of all of this and to feel that deep down of like being called and to um you know there's that that phrase out there that's like let go and let god mm. um and trust and these are all feminine qualities so to speak they're all yin qualities of surrender and also self-love and self-care and self-worth because knowing that we are worthy of especially if we've ever been told we're not told we're ugly, we're told we're not good enough, we told we can't. We've perhaps subconsciously taken that on as the truth. And even though the logical mind says, oh, but I know I'm worthy, that worthiness and that love has to be embodied. And that's what these embodiment practices are for. They're to restore a feeling of wholeness yeah. and value and self-worth and creative flow once again. And it's really... Um, it's really a new birth that you give yourself. And that's what I love is that it, it brings everything that I had learned in yoga to a place where there's no question about the magic that exists all the time, everywhere. And it's here now in this beating heart and in this breath and in this pulsing energy through us. And, and again, that's what I was saying earlier about in yoga, you know, the, the word prana is, is spoken about and taught, but prana is sexual energy. It is sexual energy. That is a life force energy. But again, that word was conveniently left out. And even things, you know, because I've studied yoga philosophy, um, the, the term brahmacharya, which was one of the um, one of the you know, five yamas or the yeah. five, uh, you know, ethical, you know, considerations of reaching enlightenment gets defined as celibacy and it's it's really not accurate if you really study what brahmacharya means it really means what you were just saying that your sexual energy is so potent 
you could create whatever the hell you desire with it. You can create a child, a baby, potentially, but you could also create new projects, experiences, relationships. Like you can call in incredible miracles into your life when it's done with love and mindfulness and intention. This energy is creative energy. It's there's no separation between sexual energy and creative energy. Um, so it says in Brahmacharya that it's like this energy is so potent. So be mindful about how you use it. Mm. It's basically saying, don't just go out there and share this energy with everyone because not only it could it be depleting for some, more so for men than for women, and yoga what is a masculine practice. Uh, but we also, especially as women, we do take on the energies of those who we connect with intimately and sexually. So we want to just be aware of that so that we are, it's like not quote unquote, misusing our vital sexual energy. There's a time and place to cultivate it for self and a time and place to share that with another being consciously. Like, do I want to be in this exchange with this person? Um, and, you know, I know for myself that the formative years of my life, I was highly sexual, sexually active before I was conscious. Um, I was pretty much drunk the entire time and blacked out. And um, I could call it, I could probably call it raped several times, even though at the time I'm like, well, no, I'm just drunk and whatever's happening is happening. Right. Um, so I've had to do, and still am doing a lot of work to release old energies out of the womb space, but every single, even just, if you're listening to this, even just tuning into that, like placing hand on your, on your womb area, and even just relaxing your belly. That's a whole other subject. Maybe we'll do another podcast one day of like softening the belly and like this idea that women have to have a flat stomach. I'm like, this is your creative center, honey. If you're gifted with like a lot of space in there, like let her, let her breathe, like let her be, um, this already, the, the wisdom of the womb is so profound that even just receiving this type of information can already cause a shift. It can cause memories to come up. It can cause emotions to come up. And all of this is part of the orgasmic experience. Have you ever seen some people cry when they have orgasm? Some people laugh, mm -hmm. some people scream, some people it's just pure delight. There's no separation. It's all beautiful weather moving through. And we want to be able to, um, to express what's really present for us so that we continuously clear ourselves. And when we continuously clear ourselves, we're open for the next moment. And I really admire the way that you live because uh, it's rare to meet another soul that is in the moment in this way and in a state of trust. Uh, and it doesn't mean that our, you know, our mind doesn't pop up every now and then and say, eh, because that's the deep conditioning, but to be able to, to embody being led by your body <laughs> and led by your intuition and to bring people along uh, is, is, is high wisdom. And one more thing, you spoke earlier about the mountain and like, you know, you're, you're here and you're looking up and it's like, whoa, this is seems overwhelming or insurmountable or whatever it may be. Uh, I remember this teaching from one of my teachers uh, when it came to people who feel like they're not ready to share their gifts or they feel that imposter syndrome, they feel like they don't know enough. You do actually. And your, your challenges in life that you've overcome you know this already, are teaching points because 
it's very easy to look up there. And I'm not going to lie. I look up there sometimes and I'm like, oh, there's always going to be more. Like you said, the healing is, you know, it's, it's a continuous path of evolution and self-realization. It's a beautiful journey. I hike a lot. So I like to think of this journey as hiking up a mountain instead of needing to reach the top. Let me just enjoy this weaving in and out of these beautiful trees and, and amazing scents and sights. But what about turning our heads instead of, you know, I need to get to the top. Let me just turn my head the other way. And oh, wow, there's a whole line of people behind me. And they're saying, hey, Shana, um, where do I step right now? Because I want to get to where you are. Where do I step now? So we have to get humble and realize, first of all, that just because maybe it comes easy for you or you've gotten through your own challenges, there's people who are where you were five, 10 years ago, who need that first step, who need to be guided in that first step. So this is where, you know, of course, being on your personal healing journey, like I said, for myself, I've continued my personal healing journey so that I can support, but there's always going to be people who, you know, we got to meet them where they're at. And by doing that, it actually gives us that momentum to continue moving up. So that's my mountain analogy. Cause when you said that, I was like, oh my gosh, I know this. That's so beautiful. Oh my goodness. That, that resonates big time because they, I've heard so many times, and I've said this to my own clients that it's like, you only need to be a few steps ahead of who you're meant to serve. I I've heard that. I know that then I, then I go a little deeper and I go, but I've been like 10 different versions of me, which one do I choose? And then you're so multi-passionate, so good at so many things. And it's like, which one do I help people with? Which one lights me up? Which one feels the best? And then it's so easy to get overwhelmed and not do anything. Oh, I feel my clients get stuck. That's where I've gotten stuck. Of course, same. Wow. And I want to thank you too, for, for saying what you said about, um, me living the way that I'm living and embodying my intuition or living from my intuition and from my body's yes. Right. Because just the other day, I promise you, I was face down on my yoga mat crying so heavily and I felt so scared, lost and confused. And I couldn't understand why. And I brought, brought my journal out and I almost poked a hole in it. I was writing so hard and just crying so heavily, like feeling all of those feelings. And I noticed it was coming from the conditioning of I'm supposed to have an apartment. I'm supposed to have a car. I'm supposed to this. I'm supposed to that. This is not right. You're doing the wrong thing. This is scary. This is dangerous. This is all these things. And it's like so much freedom that I have, but mm-hmm. it's it's equally sometimes scary. And it's so beautiful though, because I'm so available for anything and everything so much that remember when I said yes to your retreat and it's just going to work out and I'm just going to trust and believe that it's going to happen and unfold as it's meant to literally yesterday, a client decided to have me come out to visit her for a four day intensive that literally covers the whole retreat. I have chills, but this is it. This is, this is it. And I, you know, sometimes I have hesitation to sharing these things and I've noticed them in little ways. And of course the mind can be very interesting. It's like, that's coincidence. That's random. That's, you know, whatever it is, but the more tuned in you get to this and actually the fact that you allowed yourself to be face down on the mat crying 
without needing to change anything, without saying, without going to get in that apartment in that car. Like, it's like, that was a wave passing. That was something that needed to leave your system because right now you are choosing a certain path that it takes a lot of courage, so to speak. That's why it's a great book uh, for now. Um, <laughs> and self-confidence um, and self-trust to tread the path that's less traveled, trodden, traveled yeah. uh, and to by doing that, though, you are an innovator. You're a leader. You're like, this is literally what Osho. Osho was the ultimate rebel. He was the ultimate rebel. And because he was so okay with who he was, and he shared about his very different experiences and ways of relating to life and to existence and to society, he literally began a movement that to this day is has rippled out into the world. And so this is the piece where I really appreciate you for being honest. And I feel like that's like a big theme of this entire experience is like, you know, it's it's not all love and light all the time when you're living your truth. It's also having to face these, I want to say shadows and these old systems of shoulds, so to speak. Listen, I get stuck in it all the time. And I have my partner to call me out on it because, you know, when I was alone for so long, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I'm perfect. And then it's like, wait a second, you, you, you got to practice what you preach. Like, where did that should come from? Where does that come from? And so it really is all about coming back to self, to self-love, to, you know, what what is my intention? Like, what, what are my values? What are my priorities? How am I choosing to live my life right now? And um, and to trust. I mean, that, that story of the client booking, you know, I've had these experiences where I will um, take time. Uh, I'll go, I'll go away. I'll do something where I'm like, I'm not going to be, working so to speak uh for a week and part of my logical mind will get nervous because you know there is that feeling that if I'm not producing and doing and sitting behind the screen all day long that I'm gonna fall behind and without fail and I have multiple experiences over the past 10 years where this has happened where I'll give myself a chunk of time and like old courses actually this actually even happened this week and it's funny that I didn't even think of it until now um, I woke up today actually to like four courses that I created years ago that I don't promote at all. They're all business coaching courses. They're money mindset course. There's a private yoga, how to teach private yoga. Like I don't even engage in that world as much anymore. There's the YouTube channel out there, but I don't put energy into it. I sold four courses overnight. And this week, actually, it's Tuesday now this week, because I'm preparing for Bali. I just finished writing my manual. I'm giving myself this week of prioritizing play and not being on the screen all day. And part of it's scary. And my higher self though knows that it's it's law. It's, I need this. I have to. And so it's it, this has happened where things just come in unexpectedly. And so this is where we just have to trust something other than the linear mind and, and trust in the divine timing and trust that, you know, Following desire is, I think, what we're what we're here for. And again, if you've you know grown up with you know any type of shame or conditioning around like you shouldn't, that's selfish or whatever. I know I was brought up like you're selfish for wanting, you're selfish for having desires, you know. And uh, eventually, I said, you know, enough is enough. I just I like to feel good. <laughs> and I have lived my life by my desire since day one, to the extent that 
I live, I have two homes, one in Venice Beach, a block from the ocean, and one in Maui, a three-bedroom house, a block from the ocean. And I travel all the time. Do I have millions of dollars? No. This, this is also an illusion. And I work in the field of energy and the field of trusting my yes in the moment. And little by little, one step at a time, all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, I've created this. So it's like, just notice how epic it is that you created something that so many people, and I'm sure they already do, ask you like, how are you doing that? You know, I want to break free. I want to feel that freedom. So, you know, yeah, sure. There's times where I'm like, oh gosh, it would be nice to just have one home and stay home all the time and not go all over all the time. But the grass is always greener. Yeah. No, that was so beautiful. And it actually um, inspires me to look back again at what you shared about the mountain and just pausing for a moment and looking back, like, what have I created? Look at all that I've done little 12 year old me would be like pissing her pants with joy and shock and awe at who I've become. Oh, yes. And not Write that down. Yeah. Right. And not even 12 year old me, just even, um, me in 2020, when I, when the pandemic just hit and I found myself in a relationship that was dimming my light and making me feel like, I was worthless and I wasn't. And and prior to entering that relationship, I was this ray of sunshine and I had done so much work and I was doing so great. And I thought I manifested this person and it was my person and it was, you know, I'm finally going to do the thing I'm supposed to do. Right. And get married and have kids. And that was on the horizon, but here comes the pandemic and my body goes, no, you get to leave. And I, literally got an apartment and it wasn't just any apartment to try to save money because, oh, it's a pandemic. It was, no, I get to have luxury. I get to live in a space that elevates me and makes me feel good because I have to heal right now. And so giving myself that and trusting that I would be okay and more than okay. And then guess what? My podcast was born. And then that retreat message came to me. It's like, you're going to host retreats and you're going to bring people together and you're going to inspire women to leave relationships, even when they don't believe they can. And you're going to empower them to show up authentically and feel courageous enough and risk, take risk and just show up in this life and allow all the juiciness of it to just pour into their experience instead of living this life that's designed for us that we're born into, especially as Middle Eastern women and, you know, born into strict cultural household backgrounds, whatever religion, whatever it is, liberation and courage is, is is what I'm feeling is my message. It's so clear to me. It's so clear because you've experienced it. It's so, I mean, everything that you just shared is, is that. And there's so many women who are in that position of fear to probably leave any type of a toxic or abusive relationship, like right now. Something just came to me now. Oh my God. Wow. It's so clear why you are going, oh my God, Shana, I could cry right now. This is something that I've not shared publicly and I don't feel ready to right now, but it's going to come up at the retreat 100%. And this is the... This, this is it. This is the thing that I am being called to share, no matter how much it would potentially, potentially like destroy images and bring shame mm-hmm. to my family and like things like that. It's yeah. like, 
I'm being called and, and there's things that I selectively share or share a little bit about, you know, like when I was in my early twenties, I was almost raped and murdered. And I tell that story very casually because I don't attach my emotion to that. It's like, it's something that happened. I have allowed myself to be empowered from it rather than be a victim of it. Yeah. Yeah. Reframes that I've accepted and things like that. And it's just, there's so much about what you're going to be teaching at your retreat and in your training that I get to heal for myself and then embody and then show up in service. Oh, yes. So, God, you know, so excited. <laughs> you are so um, blessed and we are also blessed. And the healing is is not just for yourself. It's for your ancestors. It's for all the women who came before you. And it's also for whoever is going to come. And yeah. so that's the depth of this work. It's, it's ancestral healing and um, it's healing for the future generations because it's all connected. Speaking so of where we, can, yeah. I, can I ask you a quick question about that? Of course. Okay. So here's the thing with, with the ancestral, the stuff that we passed down, what was passed down to me through our DNA, epigenetic, all that, all that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, what if I don't bring a soul, I'm feeling called, like I'm supposed to bring a soul to this realm, to this plane, to pass down the levels of me that I have actually healed. And if I don't, will that just stop with me? Am I doing this work for nothing or am I? No, never. No, that's a great question as a non-child bearer myself with not sure if that's going to happen. And I'm like, well, I'm doing a lot of healing. Um, You're actually doing it on behalf of the entire collective divine feminine. So the mother archetype in, uh, well, I'll share this on the retreat, but there is different archetypes associated with different phases of the moon and different phases of the menstrual cycle. And the luteal phase, which is right before menstruation, is associated with the mother and slash or the healer, meaning that, you know, some women become mothers in the sense of having a physical child and some women become mothers in the sense of their mothering, their, their mothering, their clients, so to speak, and their, their people, they're Mm -hmm. literally nurturing the other women who it ends up being a ripple effect into the field, into the collective field of the feminine. So it's, it's really, it, it transcends having to give the physical birth. And I really love that depiction because there could also be this weird, you know, stigma around women who don't have children or who choose not to have children. And it's like, honey, I got a lot of babies. I got a lot of babies running around. Like I, it's, it's all energy. So when we develop those maternal healing, because a mother is a healer ultimately, right? What incredible miracle to be able to birth and nurture another human being, but we're doing that all the time Mm -hmm. in the work that we do. So it's just being channeled in a different way. And again, when you show up as that liberated sovereign being that you are it is a direct transmission that will almost without having to quote unquote teach so much it's like oh whoa it's like it just goes in to another being and it starts that healing process as well yeah so thank you so much for that reframe that's so powerful oh yeah i receive that fully and i feel that yeah. it resonates especially with my clients they feel like i 
they they've shared with me like, Oh, you speak to my soul. I feel like, I don't know what I would, where I'd be or what I would do without you. And it's really, it feels like I'm that mother sister figure for a lot of people. And, and I feel that in the work that I'm doing and will be doing more of my, my essence is like, I, I am such a nurturer. I am such a giver. I am such a, like, if you came to my home before I had, you know, and I don't have a home anymore, but when I had my place, you would walk in and you'd be like, where are your husband and the kids? This looks like Martha Stewart's mm. house. And I cook and I just love to nurture and take care of people and things like that. And so I genuinely care so deeply about how someone is treating their body, how they are showing up and allowing their soul to just live. And I love that you brought up play because play is part of, is, is a big part of the retreat that I want to put on at Brave Earth to allow, um, to allow us to play and just bring yes. our inner childs out or in, inner children or inner child or whatnot to just come out and be without judgment, without shame, without guilt, without regret, without anything, just be and play and run barefoot. Let's play hide and seek mm. the jungle. Like, oh, oh speaking my language. <laughs> I'm so yes. excited to be with you, Shana. Oh my gosh. Too, I, love love you so much. I feel like we could talk forever and I want to, I know. Time. But thank you so much for coming on. And I'm going to share everything about where people can find you um, on Instagram. She's at Shayna Hiller and her website. I will link in the show notes for the retreat. Do you have any spots left for anyone that feels called? I do have a couple spots left for both the retreat and the training. So reach out to me. I've got payment plans. I've got, it's all about if you feel it in your body, if you feel the yes, follow the yes and reach out and uh, we'll make some magic happen. I'm living proof that the money will come. Like literally, even when I felt called, my friend invited me to go to Greece with her and for her birthday and whatnot, she had other plans and something fell through and she invited me and it was just like a full, like, yeah, I'm going, I know I'm going, but guess what? At the same time, I was like, my lease was up. I was supposed to move. Am I moving to LA? I don't know. Am I staying? Am I renewing? I don't know. I was starting a new job at the time I was planning my retreat to host in Hollywood Hills, all these things. And it was like six to $8,000. It's like all of these reasons to say no, but guess of what? Course. I said, yes, I went. And because I went, I got two clients that came to that retreat, the, the one in Bali that like ended up coming. And it was like, oh, the money just came right back. It's really special. It's so amazing what you're saying. This is like this is going to be like a huge part of like what we do. I have a yeah. feeling because yeah. this is really one of the keys to um, true abundance is these, I don't even want to call them risks because they're really not risks, but they are these courageous acts of investing in desire of following that. Yes. Even when it doesn't make logical sense. And again, it's been like, you're, you are literally speaking to my soul. It's literally been my entire life. And, and to the extent now that I, I don't have um, that worry anymore. I mean, I used to have such intense, money issues and scarcity mindset. Like I would not even be able to open up a credit card statement without getting anxiety. And I know that that was passed down from my Mm -hmm. parents. I remember like when I used to go to the store and my mom, like my mom would literally go to the supermarket to buy groceries. There's no surprise there. You know exactly what you're buying. It's the same thing every single week. She'd go to the register. And when they told her how much it cost, she would, oh, as if it should be free as if paying anything were a burden. And I mean, I, I love, I love my mom. I love my parents. And I, and I, it's just because of the way that they were raised these yeah. past generations, there was a lot of 
poverty and there was a lot of scarcity. And so I honor that and I see that and I can forgive that, but I just don't want to take that on anymore. And I know that if I don't live an abundant life, no, I'm not going to buy a Rolls Royce just because I want to make a statement and have the universe, you know, uh, give me all this money back. There's those conscious investments that, you know, the Rolls Royce at this moment doesn't feel like a yes in my body, (laughs) but, you know, investing, uh, you know, $10,000 in a marketing team or this or that, like there are certain things that again, still don't make logical sense, but it's that next step. It's like, what's that next step of saying to the universe, I'm ready. Because yeah. if I sit here and I'm micromanaging and I'm saying, no, I can't, I can't afford that. It's, it keeps me limited. Right. So we have to be courageous, which courageous, c- courage is all about the heart and trust lives in the heart and self-trust lives in the heart and self-love lives in the heart. So mm-hmm. if I love myself and I trust myself and I'm courageous and I'm courageous, I'm going to say, yes, I'm going to take that next step. And that, as you see, just continues to weave this beautiful, uh, you, you just wait until you hear some of my stories. Your mind is going to be blown at the magic of my courageous, scary risk-taking yeses. And oh my gosh, it's just, I can't wait. Yeah. It's really, I already feel the energy of it and it's Uh, so yummy and juicy. Oh my God. I love you so much, Shana. Thank you. Thank you you so much. This was such a rich and beautiful conversation and I'm so proud to know you proud of you and so looking forward to our time in Bali together again. Me too, Angel. (laughs) Yes. Take, take two. Uh, It's going to be great. And I'm, I'm just so excited to see and witness your continued blossoming from this experience because the fact that you feel so called to it already shows that there's going to be a tremendous breakthrough that's going to impact your entire career and life. And I love witnessing people evolve. To me, it's like being at a garden and just watching blossoms flourish and beautiful fragrances come. So and just, and just, just knowing yeah, right. for, for those that are listening, just know that when you're smiling so much and your face hurts, like if right now you've been listening to this and you're smiling and you're laughing and you're feeling resonance in your body and it's like, oh, I love them. I want to be with them or whatever. Like, come, come to the freaking yeah. retreat, put that shit on a credit card and say the money will come. It just will. It always does. That's what I've done. I've maxed out credit cards. Like I can't even tell you to become who I am today. And I would oh. not refund a penny of any of it or regret any of it because I literally would not be who I am today. Yeah. So that's same. Exactly. Same. Say yes to your soul. Say yes to your body. Allow yourself to live while you're here and just trust and surrender and expect it to work out. Come with that clean, beautiful, loving, divine energy and just know it is for you. And with that, Aww. I love you all for listening. Thank you. Shana, thank you. So, so, so so beautiful to be with you. And the siren is going to send us out. (laughs) Look at that. Beautiful. Thank you, love. Thank Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Blessings, blessings. Bye.